Hey everybody, welcome to the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Gamble. And I'm Nick Kinzel. And I'm Connor Bunn. And today, we're going to be reviewing the two Bristol races with the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. But before we dig into all of that, let's start off with our diecast of the week. Nick, what you got for us, bud? All right. Well, I don't really. Well, I have an Atlanta team that I choose not to bring on the show for various reasons. <laughs> but so I, instead, I decided to bring out Daniel Hemrick's 2019 Poppy Bank scheme because in the Xfinity Series race this weekend, Hemrick is going to have Poppy Bank on board. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of dig this car, really. It's one of his underrated cars for me. This is like the last Hemrick car that I got, though. But I kind of I kind of really dig the orange and the white. So pretty good looking car. Hope I get to get a race win die cast of the Xfinity version after Saturday. I don't what, know uh, what, what, what race did he race that uh, scheme at? I don't remember that scheme. Um, I want to say he raced it. He raced it a couple of times. He raced it. I think he raced it at a Dover race. And then there was another one that he raced at. He only raced it like two or three times last year. I'd have to get back to you on that one. Kind of like it. I like the orange on it. I really like the orange and the white on it, honestly. And this is like the underrated scheme. Like I said, this is the last one that I got because I was just like, well, got to complete my collection. So, yeah. as well. But <laughs> now that I have it, I really kind of dig it. They're supposed to have his Poppy Bank Xfinity scheme, but then it got DNP'd. All of Hemrick's cars got DNP'd, except for, fingers crossed, his, uh, his Charlotte scheme gets produced because yeah. that car looks nice. really good. That car so is that one, I think you'll have some luck because I feel like that's one even like non like diehard Hemrick fans will want to buy that. But no, just going back to that diecast though, I'm really liking it's got like the the Tennessee Volunteers kind of color scheme to it too, which mm-hmm. is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a badass looking it. car, man. It's, it's pretty, oh, yeah. it's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, yes, sir. All right, Mike. So what you got? All right, in honor of my boy Bubba Wallace getting a top ten at Bristol, baby. We're gonna go with. The Bubba Wallace STP autographed Chevy Camaro. I miss STP. This was my one of my favorite goodness. sponsors. Those were awesome cars. This is from uh, Nick's favorite time of the year, Plan B Sales Black Friday deals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's got, like, the Galaxy. I don't know if you guys could pick up on it much. Yeah, but it's got, like, I could Galaxy see that from here, finish. dude. That looks awesome. The, the Galaxy yeah, I- finish is one of the coolest things to me because it's, like, at, from afar, it doesn't look any different. But then you put on the light, and then it's got like the the kind of color chrome look to it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I got I got the normal version of that diecast. So you got to bring it over. We got to compare them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Oh yeah. All right, Connor. What you got today? All right, Ian. You kind of got me in the throwback scheme today when you gave a sneak peek. So I'm wearing my uh, Dale shirt Ooh. from 1999. Nice. But I went with a little bit of a different. Uh, die cast. I went with Tim Richmond's Folgers 25 Wowzers. die cast. This is uh, old Timmy Richmond. I feel like if I was alive back in the 70s and 80s, Tim Richmond would have been my guy. So uh, this is oh, this yeah. is one of my favorite die casts. I love this paint scheme. And it's sitting in uh, Hendrix Museum, too. So that car in person is like, whoa. But, I just uh, want to yeah. know, since you're rocking that uh, die cast today, did you wear a headband in jazzercise with a bunch of women today? <laughs> I should have. I, I went and I worked out at the park. I should have worn my shortest shorts and my highest socks and a, and a headband and stuff. That would only been fitting, man. Timmy Richmond, he's undefeated, man. He's just uh, one of a kind. I miss him. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's yeah. a free spirit right there, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, he was the man. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, so for my diecast of the week, 
I had to bring out Bill Elliott's 1992 Ooh. Budweiser car. Uh, this is a 112 that scale, so this is huge. A, yeah, this is a huge die cast right here. <laughs> I'll bring out a 124. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Jesus. Ian damn near drove that thing onto the set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found this at a pawn shop like a few years ago when I was uh, up in Galena with uh, Abby's family. And they had a bunch of cool diecasts there. And I saw this. I was like, hell, Bill Elliott when he was in Junior Johnson's 11 car? Hell yeah. So since we're going to Atlanta, I had to bring this out since Bill Elliott won the spring and fall race in 92. Dude, pawn shops are undefeated when it comes to retro NASCAR. And I keep telling you guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know. Got to love that Thunderbird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it was a um, it was a super in, in in the Xfinity series, but Hamlin's uh, throwback to Bill Elliott this year at Darlington, the Xfinity series, his sports clip car. I thought that car looked really good, even though that was a super, which was kind of off. I thought it like uh, it looked really good on the track at Darlington too. And plus, I I've always liked Bill Elliott cars, so any anything anybody can do to give a nod to Bill, I'm like, ooh, that's a nice looking pay scheme. Oh, but yeah. I think I have a car. That, I think I have a Jimmy Johnson diecast that size back at uh, back at my parents' house, so I'll have to grab that yeah, next for week. Sure. I know it's a Lowe's, so yeah, I'll yeah, get it. <laughs> and uh, me and my dad, we were at Road America uh, two years ago when Bill Elliott was driving in the twenty three, and they kind of oh, did the yeah. uh, when they did the throwback paint scheme to his eleven Budweiser car on the twenty three. So that was pretty cool to see when he had to run the rookie stripes on it. Because yeah, that, car <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, Bill oh. Elliott. <laughs> oh, Bill. All right, boys. So let's get into Bristol Motor Speedway. So on Sunday, we had the Food City Supermarket Heroes 500. We had Brad Kozlowski win the pole from a random drawing again. And we have Chase Elliott. He goes on to win stage one. Uh, Blaney went to take the lead on the restart. And then, guys, caution ah. on lap 200. Ryan Blaney spins out, stops on the track. Ty Dillon comes over. He doesn't know where Blaney's going to go. He thinks he's going to go up the track, down the track. He doesn't know where to go. Just takes out the whole front end of Blaney's car. Ended the day for him. That sucked. It always seems like he's got the worst luck at Bristol. If Ryan Blaney doesn't go on a run this year where he rattles off like four in a row at some point or wins like four out of like eight races or something, I don't know. I'm going to be pissed. I feel like the racing gods have stolen about three or four from him already this year. So... And then this one, I, he, in my opinion, at that point, he either had the best or the second best car on the track. No, no questions asked. And uh, yeah, just kind of got a little swir- well, got yeah. a little squirrely. And, yeah, uh, the thing about it, like like Ian said, Ryan Blaney at Bristol, he's probably had the fastest car there the past like two or three years in the spring race, and he something always happens to him. I remember yeah. 2018, my boy Trevor Bain took him out. Oh, that was not a good day. That's no, because that was when I was rooting for both of them at the time, That's too. That's when we were rooting for both of them. Trevor <laughs> Bain took them out, and then everybody was talking bad about Trevor, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. It, it had to be Blaney he had to take out. Isn't it, the, like, isn't it the worst when, like, two of your favorite drivers take each other out? Oh, I went full oh, on Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't know what to do with my, yeah. <laughs> my emotions right now. Well, yeah, that's yeah. when Kurt and Kevin wreck each other. Yeah. It just sucks for Blaney, though, because he's had, like, the fastest car at, like – five races this year and is yet to pull off that win because of bad luck and just bad luck period and Todd Gordon was in trouble for a couple of those but bad luck and Ryan Blaney it's the pair we hate to see but it just always seems to happen 
Yeah, but I, I also have... got a feeling he could do like a Chase Elliott kind of deal where yeah. once he breaks that bubble and gets over the bad luck cloud, like, dude, he's oh, there yeah. every weekend now. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, if my memory serves me correctly, I think I picked him to win last week on the show. So You did. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That, that sucked. But he, he was strong, man. But, you know, it's like it's like feast or famine with, with the package rerun. Like, we love it because it – you know, you have to be up on the wheel, but you know, one of those things with, with the short track packages, you know, if you barely jump the cushion, it's, you're going to pay the price. And, you know, from in his initial spinoff too, it looked like, you know, maybe he'd be all right if he could, you know, get it going again. And then, you know, Ty Dillon come <laughs> 10 seconds after the crash is over, yeah, right. just cleans him out. Going so, out I mean, that's just, you, you hate to see that too, especially when you think the wreck's over. I'm sure Blaney was like, all right, about to crank it We're up good. again, maybe put it in gear. And then, Ty, oh. here comes Ty Gillen not checking up and just whacks him. So, yeah. you know, that, that sucks. But Blaney, Blaney's time is definitely coming. You know, he'll have a Chase yeah. Elliott-type uh, epiphany and wrap-off wins and, and stuff like that. So, I can – it's only a matter of time, Mike. It's only a matter of time. Oh. I hope so, brother. But I will just say one last final thing on it. It was almost funny, like, how far – especially in slow motion, how far behind <laughs> yeah. that wreck Ty Dillon was. It felt like a good, like, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think Ty Dillon was like entry to one when Blaney was like starting to gather it up on the back. <laughs> he just came off. He just came off turn two like full throttle. <laughs> maybe a spotter was in the bathroom or something, and he just didn't see it. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> it's it's just one of those come on man moments. <laughs> come on man. Yeah, because otherwise, oh. I mean, I think there's every chance that. You know, they, they go in, throw some new rubber on that bad boy, and he's yeah, back he right no out there. Damage. So, yeah. He would have been yeah. fine. He took no damage. You would have been absolutely fine. Yeah, and he just had to work his way back to the pack. But, again, yeah. story of my life so far this year being a 12 fan. So, yeah. Ain't a good if start you would have told 12. me at the beginning of this year being Bubba would be more rewarding from a fan base in terms of the way that he's ran than Ryan Blaney, I'd have called you crazy. But <laughs> it's 2020. It's not the weirdest thing that's going <laughs> on right now. man. No kidding. All right, boys, we got 26 to go in stage two. Chase Elliott and Joey Logano racing hard for the lead. Joey Logano gets a little loose in turn one and almost takes out Chase. Guys, remember this. <laughs> and then, yeah. we got, then we got a caution with 22 to go in stage two. We got Ricky Stenhouse spinning from contact with Jimmy Johnson after Kenseth uh, kind of slowed down on the backstretch. Uh, Stenhouse goes and hits a safer barrier, goes up the track, collects Cole Custer, Kurt Busch, Tyler Reddick, Alex Bowman. Um, Mike Joyce said, uh, Mike said, Mike Joyce said it best. Stenhouse is having a hero or zero kind of week. Well, my initial thing, <laughs> when I first saw the, when I first heard there was a crash and I saw Stenhouse was in it, my first initial thought was, okay, Ricky Stenhouse just Stenhouse did again. But unfortunately, it was Matt Kenseth who Stenhouse that one, and Matt just got <laughs> Matt just got loose and kind of checked up, and then that whole thing started. That really sucks for Stenhouse. So had a good run going, had a great finish in Charlotte, and had another fast car here in Bristol, and just to have it taken away by something out of his doing for once. I was talking right. to I was talking to one of my buddies after the race, and I was telling him, you know, these past few race, well, ever since the first race back, it just kind of seemed like that forty two car has just been nothing short of in the way. And, um, you know, during that, during that wreck, I kind of, I, I took off my fan hat and put on my spotter hat and I was like, ah, yeah, there goes the 47. And then he hit the inside wall and ricocheted <laughs> up the track and I was like, oh, look out. And, uh, you know, everybody, everybody piled into him, but you know, that's cra classic Bristol crash. I mean, I've, you know, grew up watching them Bristol crashes like that over the years. So it, part of me was like, you know, Bristol's back. Like 
the the Bristol racing is back, but yeah, yeah, no, Stenhouse, I mean, what do you expect? The dude dude runs well one one week. You can almost guarantee the dude is gonna wreck uh the next week. Uh regardless whether it's his fault or not, it's just that's yeah, how for the first time it wasn't yeah. his fault. But yeah, yeah for the first time it wasn't. Matt Kenseth, yeah. ever since that Darlington top ten finish, he is just he really has struggled. He doesn't have a finish inside the top twenty since that, I believe. Well no, he finished sixteenth at in that Bristol race, but he has not been running well ever since that top ten run. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. All right, guys. And Chase Elliott goes on to win stage two. He had a hot rod the whole race. Uh, and then we get a caution with 36 to go. We get Martin Truex Jr. getting spun by Eric Almarola, and they collect Michael McDowell in turns one and two. So uh, pretty bitter way for them to end their race right there. Um, and we get 12 to go. Uh, Denny Hamlin loses the lead, getting loose, uh, exiting turn two. Logano races for the lead and gets into the wall as well. Just madness going on here. And we get Chase Elliott squeezes by Denny Hamlin. And then Denny Hamlin spins off turn four, crashes right into BJ McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you, that's, that's the reward you get for being the best lapper in the field right there is you get wrecked by a leader. Yeah. And that's the thing that sucked is not only did I lose 50 bucks in the bet, did I lose my $50 prize that I was probably going to win in the bets on Sunday because it looked like Hamlin was going to take that away. But then you got to go on right. BJ McLeod, the most respectful lapper on the racetrack. Man, that sucked. Hey, you know what would have been hilarious? Would have made me the biggest BJ McLeod fan ever. So how Truex always likes to come out and complain about the lappers. If you came out, like, so the damn leaders coming damn through. Leaders <laughs> coming, man. They're going too fast. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm going to sound like a broken record, but, you know, it's just it's Bristol with, with this package, man. You know, even the best drivers, you know, Hamlin, had this been last year's package, Hamlin probably would have just cruised away and just would have kept that lead and stuff. But, you know, you overjumped the cushion just a little bit and you're done for. And poor BJ McLeod, I mean, his his you know entire race salary is probably gonna have to go back to fixing that car but uh you know it definitely made for an interesting finish and and stuff and me being somewhat biased to gibbs i was like oh man but uh i don't know i just love to see drivers having to really wheel wheel the cars i can't tell you how many times you know they they showed the cameras and guys were you know sideways off or sideways off too i mean that was just that's sick to me yeah i agree you want to see the drivers drive when you get the, uh, the the package where it is now sometimes where it's just holder wide open around the mile and a half. And it's like you just let the car go over and the way the arrow is, they're like completely sucked to the track. You got to really do something to spin. It. It's like in a way it kind of takes away from the product to me, too. I want to see these guys drive. I want to see the cars hard to handle. I want to see the talent come out and the drivers have to really have driver input be a key factor in the race and the drivability of the cars. And that was the best part of Bristol. We saw that on full display. Well, I think that's the best thing. I think that's what fans want to hear is drivers saying that the car is hard to drive because Mm -hmm. we've seen it time and time again. It's like the cup car is like the easiest car to drive in out of all three series, but on the short track package, man, those things are, those things look really hard to drive. And as a fan, I love to see it because it just put on such a fantastic show. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. All right, guys, and then on the restart, we got Chase Elliott taking the lead with five to go. Chase Elliott and Joey Logano, they're racing hard for the lead, and with three to go, Chase Elliott drives hard in the turn three, takes Joey, uh, takes himself and Joey Logano up the track and right into the wall. Uh, mm. Kozlowski scoots by and takes the lead. Boyer goes a second. 
and Kozlowski holds off Boyer and gets that checkered flag. So that, that, that was a little bit of a uh, draw of luck right there. It was 100% looked like something Joey Logano would do to chase, not the other way around. That was I the mean, craziest thing. He got raced how he races people, so it's, it's about time he got a taste yeah. of his own medicine. Well, something like I, I think I had a conversation with a couple of you guys uh, right after the race about too. It's like people are ripping chase for driving in there. It's like, you know, with how much a win means and, you know, with playoff points and things like that now, obviously you want to try to win every race and things like that too. But you know what? If your driver isn't sending in there with two to go trying to get the race lead, like, is he a winning driver? Probably not. Huh, so I'm going to hold you to that statement. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to remember here. that. I'm going to talk remember. about the next race. Because That's fine. Go ahead. They're two, <laughs> oh, I w- as as I w- much as the moves are the same, they're different. I w- you know, I... I uh, okay. I love I love to see it, you know. Despite all the chase, uh, in my opinions on Chase Elliott for the last few weeks, you know, you love to see you love to see you know driver going for it and and stuff too. But you know, it, we've said time and time again, it is only a matter of time before Joey Logano gets all the energy back that he's put out. And you know, he he drove in there and he got he got crashed. And you know, it wasn't like it was intentional. Of course, they're both going for wins and. If I'm Chase Elliott, I do the same thing. I go in there tight on his door because if you ask me, I would om- I would almost like rather go into the corner like side by side with somebody than be at someone's bumper because you know if you get to their bumper if you misjudge it a little bit, you can really mess up and they can still drive off. If we go there and they're side by side, like if I ain't winning the damn thing, you ain't winning the damn thing either. <laughs> like we're both hitting the wall. And, you know, Brad K, he capitalized off that. And the four tires helped, too. You know, he restarted on four pressure tires and everybody else. And on that outside road, too, which was just, you know, if you started on the inside road, you were just getting wrenched up all day. Um, so, you know, the whole Logano incident, you know, him asking, you know, for an apology. I didn't see him walking from turn three all the way over to Pit Road on Martinsville in 2018 and apologizing to Truex. I didn't see him apologize to Kyle when he wrecked him in 2017 at Vegas. I didn't even see him apologize last year after, uh, you know, he pushed Hamlin and one of his crew guys could have broke Hamlin's neck, you know? It's just like one of the, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, like, honestly, like, you would have done the exact same thing. They don't even. And Chase said that, too. Even, I guess one of the things that pissed Logano off was he said to him, you would have done that. Yeah, he's, I I don't care. I think the funniest thing that came out of all of that was when Joey Logano said Chase Elliott needs to stand up and be a man and just take it. Even though Joey Logano, time and time again, like Connor was just rattling off all those incidents, stand up and take it like a man. So, yeah, he's going to he's gonna shove Denny Hamlin, and then he's just going to go run away like a little Well, I mean, even look back in the uh, day when Joey's starting off, he had his dad defend him all the yeah, time. And his dad him. had to fight for him. Joey does He's not a fighter, man. Yeah. Yeah. To me, his comments were full on just laughable. Like yeah. that's what you're gonna say you, after, after your past. You know out. you're a full. Okay. You know you're a full on bonehead when you try and go toe to toe after a race at Michigan with Ryan Newman. If there's anybody <laughs> in the Cup Series you don't want to go toe to toe with, it's Ryan Newman. The dude yeah. is a, literally an ox. So I mean, like, unless unless he's sitting in his car with his helmet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no matter, yeah, no matter what, you're not going toe-to-toe with the guy. But one thing I did like out of Chase Elliott in that was I saw a little blip of young Kyle Busch in Chase Elliott's post-race interview. when, uh, Or not really in his interview when he got confronted and Logano expected an apology and Chase kind of shrugged it off. 
you know, that's something Kyle would have done back in the day. Like, eh, F it. So what? We got wrecked. So you, so what? You crashed. Huh? I don't care. Like, that was that was quintessential Kyle Busch in 2008. So to see that out of Chase Elliott, that's like, you know, thumbs up from me. Uh, Chase Elliott's, like, fan, fandom for me went up a little bit this week after it kind of went down a little last week. So you'll you love to see it from Chase Elliott. If he would have got on camera and said, oh, you know, I'm sorry and all that stuff, I would be like, get out of here. Yeah, but, uh, yeah right? Yeah. I mean, I at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it was just a classic old Bristol finish. It was yep. it was just awesome. That whole race, I was telling you guys, I thought this was the best race, well, honestly, all year and the best race since we've come back from our little hiatus. So that if we can get more of that kind of product on the racetrack, oh man, this this season's just gonna keep getting better and better. That was I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw Jeff Gluck's tweet, but this race was the number one like best race on his uh is it a good race, yes or no kind of poll? Didn't it get like since, 95%? Uh, yeah, like a 94, 95%. Like percent, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it upped it from uh, the last time or the, I guess the second highest was Bristol in August of 2018. So yeah. the fact that they're both at Bristol, both with the same package. I mean, what does that tell you guys? Like, <laughs> short you know, track. Why, why don't go. we just run? Yeah, what short track A and why can't we just have this package, you know, at every track, you know? It's right. Just, the the product of racing in these two packages are so much different. And like, if I was a new fan and you sat me down to watch Charlotte on, you know, this Coke Six Hundred, oh, and yeah. you sat me down to watch Bristol, I would have thought these were like two different leagues. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. like it was like, oh my god! Like, how many costumes did we have Sunday? Like seventeen? Yeah, we were almost thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, what the record's like twenty, right? Yeah, we yeah. were like three away from the record. Yeah, we were we were up there, and you know, as much as I like racing and and stuff like that, and I'm not a caution junkie and stuff, it was encouraging to see that because it's encouraging to see guys, you know, driving to turn one or three and just get loose and take out the wall. So yeah, the stat: yeah. 102 laps were run under caution in Sunday's race. Oh out of, out of 500, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wait, were they on i racing? Yeah, right. <laughs> My that God! Was a crazy stat right there. Wow, <laughs> that's a fifth of the race right there, just running under yellow. But the yeah. laps just go off so quick at Bristol. I mean, you really yeah. never notice. Yeah, yeah, I feel like at any one caution with how short that uh, track that place is, it's like, yes, like seven, eight, nine uh, laps for every yellow. But uh, no, just to piggyback off what you you guys have been saying too, that's even for me watching Blaney wreck out under his own accord, basically with the spin. That was by far and away the most enjoyable race we've seen all year. Um, just the, the racing package was absolutely incredible. You saw with the PJ1, the low line was competitive, and a lot of times was the preferred line, which is kind of new for Bristol in a lot of ways. Usually if you're not sucking up on that wall, good luck. But yeah. uh, seeing both lines be competitive for different reasons, too, was awesome. Like You could really get deep and drive it into the low part, uh, the low part of turns. But if you suck that high line, you really had them on corner exit, which was a lot of fun to watch that whole dynamic and how drivers tried to make that work. And just like we said, just how hard the cars were to drive. Then you, you add in the dynamic of a short track with the lappers right on top. Of you. It really puts the pressure on the leaders to drive well under pressure with slower cars around them. Couldn't have asked for a better race other than maybe Blaney winning, but Hey, whatever. Um, man, I'll put it, I'll put it to you this way, man. I would rather have, and we all know I've, feel about Kyle. I mean, you guys are in the same group chat as me during the race. You, you know <laughs> I, how I feel about Kyle. And uh, for those of you watching and listening right now, you know, I 
spare you guys that you're not in a group chat because I'm sure you know, <laughs> you're these, like a totally these, different person when we're watching yeah. a race on Sunday. These, hey, the NASCAR fan hat goes off and the 18 hat goes right <laughs> off. So that's, that's the thing. But I'll say this, you know, I'd rather see Kyle. I would be more okay with Kyle wrecking out, sawing on the wheel, going for it, than finishing second and getting arrow tight going into turn three because he can't get by the leader because of the because of the, you know the dirty air and all that stuff. I would rather see him wreck out wheeling, trying to wheel the thing and go for it than him just running second with the faster car and just can't get around him because of this package we got at, uh, at the mile and a half and stuff. Yeah. So that's how I feel. And I agree. And when drivers in like, especially last year were voicing their displeasure about it, I wholeheartedly agreed with them. It's, and just like, cause exactly for what you said there, if it's, you know, something like that happens. Okay, fine. We get it. That's NASCAR. But uh, and that's racing. But like you said, when you just can't get by guys because the way the the cars drive and things like that, it gets annoying. I mean, yeah, my guy was out of the race like 200 laps in, but that was still just awesome to watch. Yeah, Matt Benedetto, wow, what the heck, man? My pick just tanked again, yet again. Had uh, mechanical issues and everything back in the garage at lap 200, but man, that thing was that was just so fun to watch. Yeah, and then the piggyback. To piggyback what you said, Mike, you know, like, and being a fan and watching it, like, live and, like, living through it is the worst because Darlington last year, Kyle, you know, led a lot of laps, probably should have won the race, and Eric Jones, you know, beat him off pit road, and Kyle was consistently faster than him every single lap and ran him down to the point where he got inside of him but just couldn't pass him. And, for like, as a fan there watching that, it was like, it was like in Fortnite when you get shot in the leg and you just got to crawl around. <laughs> and like, can't really do anything. You just gotta crawl around the rest of the game until it's like officially over. Like, it was so painful because literally every lap, Kyle was just clicking them off like faster, three tenths faster than Eric Jones, but you just couldn't get by him. So, you know, to see the to see uh you know short track package you know come about and actually see like this package creates hard racing is uh is super encouraging going forward because I think this kind of raised NASCAR's executives' eyebrows. It's like, huh. Like, you know, maybe maybe we did kind of get it wrong with this, you know, current package that we're running, because, you know, if anything, this race was a huge eye opener for the sport. Yep. Oh, yeah. And before we move on to anything, I just want to give a a huge uh, congratulatory award to Connor Bunn, the very first ever reference of Fortnite on the Stock Cars Festival. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't even play it. That's the thing. I've only played once. and I I just knew, like, that's what happened. So, yes, sir. (laughs) That's off to me. (laughs) Got to keep it pop culture for the kids. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, so let's get into the Cheddar's 300. It was the Xfinity race at Bristol. Uh, it was a really cool race uh, just because we had Kurt and Kyle Busch in the booth for the first time. Uh, Kurt's been in the booth before, but it was Kyle's first time in there, so it was uh, good to see the Bush brothers alongside Al- Adam Alexander. Is there anything that Kyle Busch can't do? I mean, he, he, was, <laughs> he was looking like a natural in there. Like, yes, we know the man can drive a race car, but even in the booth, he was funny. He and the Kyle Busch is the kind of guy you want in the booth because he is so good. He is so good at breaking stuff down for you, and that's like the that's just like the kind of guy you you would want to see in the booth. I didn't expect it to go as well as it did, but I gotta give my I, kudos to him and Kurt. They put on a hell of a show. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. And then on top of the fact you add down his ability and his just smart ass kind of comedy oh, yeah. to it, <laughs> his witty ways. Oh yeah, just. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I, I wish there was he'd do whatever races he's not racing in, jump in the booth. Get him in that yeah. booth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I had low expectations. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know how this is going to be. You know, the Bush brothers kind of clash in personalities a little bit, but I think they played off each other great. I think they were both really funny at times and both very insightful at times, too. So going forward, I would love to see them both in the Xfinity booth again. Oh, yeah. And I don't think we get to see like a lot of like a lot of the Bush brothers like acting like, you know, working, no. you know together because, yeah. you know, they're always racing. They're always working with their team. We don't see like them interacting. So uh, to see them kind of talk about uh, last year's Kentucky race, and Kurt was, and Kurt was like, "Oh, you always get bent out of shape when you like, oh, I came in second. Like, was I was funny. crying, laughing, watching that. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that was that was funny. I loved his like, it was just the perfect combo. I mean, they they both were very insightful at times. They were both funny in their own ways, and they both went at each other in their own ways at times too. So it was just like, it was like being a fly on the wall at the Bush family Thanksgiving, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. All right, guys. So Harrison Burton, he wins the poll from a random drawing. His teammate, Brandon Jones, joined him on the front row. And then we get an early caution for Ross Chastain and Austin Sindrick. Uh, kind of the I don't know, same deal as Ty Dillon. Michael Annette had nowhere to go and basically destroyed the, the entire back end of Ross Chastain's car. The I thought Ross was going to be. That. Yeah, I thought Ross was going to be fine because, you know, you can work Connor, with you damage. You Ross, but... too, didn't you? I did. So it's crazy how both of my picks got taken out in the race in almost the exact same, exact same type of fashion. And I thought Ross was going to bounce back well from that, but he just couldn't get it going after that. Yeah, I thought, yeah, because Kyle was saying, well, he's a lot lighter now, so he's going to be a lot faster. Yeah, he's going to be fast. And I was like, oh, damn, he's going to win this race. But no, no, he, he had to keep going to the pits. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked for him. And then uh, we got Noah Gregson going on to win stage one. And that's when we had the little interaction with him and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch dialed up his radio. <laughs> they were talking for a little bit. Noah Gregson thanked his sponsors, Junior Motorsports, all that. And uh, Kyle Busch kind of gave like the hmm, kind of face. And he's like, do you even know who you're talking to, bud? And Noah's like, no idea. And Kyle was like, all right, I'm going to let you dwell on that for a little bit. And Noah's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That was that was boss. a great interaction. Yeah, it's my old boss. Holy crap! <laughs> that, that, that was a great interaction. That was so. I, now, if it was Todd Gilland, I think it would have gone a little bit different, considering how Kyle and Todd <laughs> Gilland feel about best. each other. That, oh my god, that was the best. <laughs> but you almost you almost knew it was going to happen at some point in that race that Kyle was going to dial up somebody. I think I think even towards the end of the race when uh, the whole incident went down, Kyle was like, anybody. Can we uh, can we dial into Junior's house or something like that or let's let's go let's go down to yeah. the car and stuff like that. So the uh, I'm telling you, man, it was, it was just a it was a good time watching the race too. So that was yeah. that was funny to see. I laughed at that. Oh, and yeah. you know it was kind of funny, but at the same time, I think Kyle's kind of on to something. You could have got like immediate reactions on some of that. You'd have got like raw emotion type of stuff that yeah. like other sports are able to do. That sometimes maybe NASCAR kind of tippy toes around. And I think they didn't used to in the past. And that's the kind of like raw emotion and passion like people want to see. So I think honestly, like he was being funny, but like I felt like he hit on something there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys. So we got a caution on lap 17 of stage two. We get Timmy Hill, iRacing champion, 
getting spun, uh, <laughs> getting spun racing with Vinny Miller. Vinny Miller was having yeah, one hell of a day, guys. That's, BJ, that, that's a BJ McLeod Motorsport car, and that is a 2018 <laughs> chassis that he's running right there. And somehow he was able to kick it with them boys on Monday on Monday nights. So that was. Good run for him. Hey, that's the beautiful thing about Bristol. You can get those underfunded teams that can run up to the front. It's like a a two-year-old chassis, though. That was incredible how he was able to pull that off. Oh, yeah. BJ had that thing wired up or something. I want to know. I want to. I want to be right there when they're pushing that thing through the scales. See what BJ rigged up under that machine. <laughs> oh, he stood on the scales with it. That's what. It was. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're doing it like how they did back in the day. They're putting giant ice blocks under the car and waiting for it to melt, yeah. and then their car's lighter during the race. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then uh, caution on lap thirty-nine of stage two. We had AJ Allmendinger spinning in turns three and four after trying to get under the fifty-two. But, but luckily he didn't really have uh, any damage, so he just kept on going. And we get a hard hit for the uh, zero-two of Patrick Emmerling. Me and Nick, we were watching this race. We looked at each other. We're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Uh, so he was spinning, hit the safer Barry on the straightaway. He had a hard lick, so really sucked for the, uh, our motorsports. You know, they're a new team. I think they started uh, a little bit late last year. So, uh, unfortunate to see them, uh, go through that because, you know, they need the finishes that they can get. And then we get, uh, Justin Alligator going on to win stage two. We got the junior motorsports boys were fired up. And then, uh, Riley Herbst goes on to take the lead on the restart. Gets in the Justin Halen, Herp spins and hits the wall hard. Just terrible Herps back at it again. Oh, Living up to a family dude. store name. <laughs> Doggy, man. He is. Oh man, that kid, uh that kid's that kid's got some work to do, man. When he uh what he what'd he go? Two tires? He went two left sides. Yeah, two right yeah. side <laughs> tires. Yeah. Two two left side tires and started up there. I said, Oh man. Who's this is this, this my night. I have no idea. (laughs) They explained it because I don't remember who it was, but somebody in the Sunday race for the cup race did that as well, where they got inside tires or something along those lines, and it worked out really well for them. Like, all right, so we're going to try it here. Yeah, as soon as as Riley missed the bottom, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh oh, this could get this get because he's not a type driver where if he misses the bottom and you split him three wide, he's not really the type driver yet to where he can hold his line. So if you put him three wide, he, you know, for lack of better words, shits the bed. So once he missed the bottom, I was like, uh oh, uh oh, we man, we could see a lot of cars yeah. tore up out of this. And thankfully, yeah. it was, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, it was just the 11, but thankfully, it wasn't like the whole pack, you know, right? That yeah. just sucked though, because that was my concern. Justin Haley had himself a terrific night going right there. Dude, I he was looking like Ross Chastain yeah. out there. I thought he was gonna chase. I thought he was gonna chase those leaders down. But yeah, back to Riley Herbst, man. Like he's just uh, he's questionable for me. He's one of those like, how did this kid get this ride? And then I think about daddy's money and everything. I don't know. I just haven't seen enough out of Herbst yet yeah. to really no. think he he should be in the series. I don't know. That's yeah, just, I feel like he's another one who jumped up from the truck series probably well, a little he, too fast. He didn't even run a full time. Well, well he he just ran yeah, like. Oh. What five races in the truck series? Yeah, Arca, yeah, a handful of trucks, and then straight up. And yeah. you know, for certain guys, like we had the argument about Harrison Burton before. Maybe the truck series doesn't fit his style, but maybe he didn't have the success. But he got a boatload of seat time, so right. there yeah. is that for it. Um, and again, in a case like a Riley Herbs, he didn't have that. I think in the equipment that he's in right now, he is in a little over his head. And just like you kind of said, Connor, in a situation like that, where you know he's put out front. 
he probably doesn't have the poise and experience, you know, that when things don't work out to gracefully get his car back to where it needs to be, you're probably going to have to call Allstate because mayhem's about to ensue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, it was just from the get-go of uh, Gibbs, you know, when they announced that they were going to do three full-time cars for Xfinity last year, which, you know, in this modern day, it's kind of nuts to see one team do three full-time, or a big team at least. And uh, so once they put Riley in the car, I was, you know, it was a bit of a head scratcher to me. Like, uh, you know, I understand, like, you know, you got funding and everything, but in terms of, uh, you know, getting that car to where, it, you know, it needs to be and stuff, you know, especially with Brandon Jones, we all know how we've all felt about Brandon Jones and stuff. I was like, oh, man, this, this, you know, this team as a collective is really setting out for Harrison Burton to carry the flagship and, you know, whenever Kyle Busch or Denny jumping a ride and stuff. But I don't know, man, it's just there's some seat time is undefeated and, and getting and I, you know, being a race fan, I didn't know that until like last year when I really started to talk to like people and within the industry and people who actually race and they, they'll tell you like, yeah, you know, you can get in, you can get in, you know, a truck every now and then or Xfinity and get one win but there's nothing that beats seat time and experience because that is a, that is what's going to really carry you from series to series and you know with, with herbs not having you know much seat time as it is especially in the trucks and moving right up to xfinity which xfinity cars drive totally different than uh cup and trucks so a bit of a questionable move but uh yeah you, you kind of knew he was just you know toast when he was started out there on on two left <laughs> dude yeah. i can't get over that two left sides yeah or two so it, it sucks to see like Gibbs car get tore up, but uh, you almost knew that was going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, especially on a track like Bristol. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Ian, lead us into the big controversy now. Here we All go. All right, so setting up, we got a caution with thirteen to go. The fifteen of Colby Howard gets a flat left front, goes down, hits the wall hard, sets us up for an exciting restart, guys. All right, I'm going to set it up here. Fair or foul, we got Noah Gregson driving the car hard into turn three, sends Justin Allgaier up the track. Allgaier spins, hits the pit wall, ending his contention for the win. Connor, I want to start with you. Fair or foul, and explain why. You know, right right from the get-go watching it live, I was like, man, that's dirty. Like, I, you know, that's a teammate. I would not have done that. I would have I given him, you know, a, two more inches you know, per se. Um, so right off the bat, I was like, man, that's foul. That's dirty. I would not have done that. But, you know, watching it back the last couple of days, the seven did go in on them tight in the corner too. They're both racing for a win. You know, when you're in races like that, you know, teammate hat really goes out the window and you're racing for yourself. And to dive even deeper into it, you know, I think if you're Gregson, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, well, clearly I'm not the favorite for the 48 next year. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not even the favorite for the 10 or the 14. In my opinion, if Boyer and Almirola aren't in the 14 next year, it's going to be Briscoe and or John Hunter Nemechek, maybe insert somebody else. So, you know, Gregson's racing. Everything career-wise is on the line for Gregson in terms of progressing. Um, so I, I can almost understand it from, you know, his perception of why he would go in there tight and, you know, four-tire slides to take out his teammate. And stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, I think it's I think it's both foul or fair. I think it just depends which side of the fence you'd yep. rather ride with. I think if you're an Allgaier fan, you're pissed, and it's nothing but foul. I think if you're a Gregson fan, and you know what, you know he's got to do to excel his career, it's more than fair. You know, they're they're two different guys. They're you know, granted they're teammates, 
Um, but they're two different guys in the sport that are at different crossroads in their career. You know, Algar, he's kind of got his bed made in the Xfinity series and in terms of, you know, what he's going to do in the future. Gregson's future is, you know, it's, you know, behind the curtain. We don't know what's behind the curtain. So um, I think when you're presented with an opportunity like that at the end of the race, you're going to race as hard as possible. And, you know, if, if it means wrecking a teammate unintentionally, then that's what happens. But I honestly, I can see it from both ends. Um, I think it's both fair or foul. Um, I just think it sucks that it happened to be a teammate. I know Junior, you know, the big the big loser in this is is Junior because it's like, ah, you know, do I do I praise one of my young guys for winning or do I, you know, be pissed that he took out one of my cars? So um, that's kind of how I feel about it. But I, I know you guys have differing opinions, and I, I can't wait to hear Mike's. So Yeah, I, honestly, I'm thinking of Mike's. You kind of you kind of beat me to the way I was going to describe it, so – I don't think you can give just one fair or foul. Here's the way I look at it. The move itself, fair. Kind of like we said about Chase Elliott. You're going down there. You're driving for a win. You know, if your driver's not making that move with a handful laps left to win at Bristol, you're probably not a winning race car driver. But for me, what's foul is the context and the situation around it. First of all, again, that's a teammate. That's a veteran teammate that I would bet my next paycheck on helps you out a whole lot behind the scenes, which oh, is yeah. something to be taken into the example. Um, another thing for me, this ain't Noah Gregson's first, second, third, fourth, or 34th time wrecking somebody in weird fashion Ooh. like that. I like Noah Gregson a lot, but damn, when you do shit like this, it makes it really hard sometimes. Um, I, again, going back to our group chat, I put in the chat for it happened. Like, watch, he's about to take out uh, Allgaier here. And Dakota commented right back. I was like, nah, man, he ain't going to do it. I'm like, you pay attention, man, because this ain't the first go around with this. And then yeah. it happened, like, as I hit send. I was like, huh, about that. So that's the only thing that I don't like about it is he does have a history of this kind of stuff. Look at the race. What was it? The Truck Series playoff race. Was it Canadian Tire? Where he took, when he, out, when he took out Todd, yeah, yeah, yeah. his teammate for the win. Um, and yeah. just to touch on it, and this is why to me, some of the context makes it foul. Uh, I was listening to Dale Jr. download on the way in, um, on my walk today, and something he said about it too. If you're Noah and you do that, you better win that race because then you slip oh, yeah. up and somebody that's not a junior motorsports car wins, and you took out the best car and then Justin, uh, Justin Allgaier, <laughs> buddy. You got a long, it's a long, it's gonna be a long Tuesday morning at Junior Motorsports then. Yeah. So I just would, I would love to be able to sit in on that, on that conversation at their team meeting. That would just, oh man, that'd be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I Nick's just fair Justin's just, uh, Justin's just too classy. Like you heard his interview after. He yeah. said, with everything else going on in the world right now, you know, there's, there's, there's bigger tragedies, there's bigger stuff going on. It's not that big a deal. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, so a little bit of both for me on it. Right. I could see that, too. I'll, I'll go in the middle as well, but I'm leaning more towards the fair side. Justin Allgaier also said in his uh, interview that he screwed up when he gave Gregson the bottom. He got off the bottom a little bit, but I still – And but here's the thing from Gregson and Chase is that are both similar. They both said they were going into, th they were going into that turn, and they knew that uh, they weren't coming out of it on the they, – they didn't know if they were coming out of it on the good end as, as, as if they were just full sending it. I understand Greg, Noah Gregson is a very aggressive race car driver, but it's kind of played into his favor a little bit here. We've seen it time and time again, uh, but at the end of the day, he said it best in his post-race interview. Like He's not out there driving for the number seven. He's not out there trying to just give him wins. 
Uh, he's trying to do the best that he can for himself, and I think Connor hit on it uh, really good too when he said that, yeah, Noah Gregson's fighting for a ride in the Cup Series. He could potentially be fighting for a ride in the Cup Series that just might not be there for him yet. So I like the aggressive style on it. It's just, yeah, very unfortunate. It had to be a teammate. But at the end of the day, he's driving for Noah Gregson in the number nine team, not Justin Allgaier in the number seven team. He can't just not go for it. But, yeah, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Okay, right. but before we get to, to Ian, there is one little thing you guys brought up that I do want to refute, though. I don't think that man's getting a cup ride for another two, three years. He's not ready for that. Yeah, I will agree. I don't think he gets a cup ride next year. I, I don't think he's ready. Um, you know, behind the, you know, you, like I touched on a couple weeks ago, to be a cup driver, you, you got to be a skilled behind the wheel, but you also got to like, I don't know how to word this where it doesn't sound like an asshole, but like, you got to have like, you got to be smart in situations, you know? And I feel like a, a lot of the times Gregson, makes bold moves that from the outside is clappable like you'd applaud somebody to do that but then you also question like you know was that the smartest thing to do and i think you know uh, cup owners especially see that like you know if you if you if they they don't want you going out there and tearing up their stuff because at the end of the day that comes out of their wallet yeah that's and what I- so so i i think i think gregson is a is a little behind in, in terms of that and it's going to take him a little bit to develop that but uh, i do want to ask nick though do you side on the on the side of fair if him dog is on the outside of him instead of Hell the no. seven? <laughs> okay, all right. So Noah that... name is being drugged through the mud and f bombed left and right if that's him dog <laughs> going for the dub. Oh, I wouldn't have been a happy camper, but at the end of the day, you just gotta realize. I like I said, Noah Gregson's driving for the number nine team, not for the number eight team of Daniel Hammer. I would be pissed off. I might just not have expressed it as much. Mm-hmm to you guys but when i got home i probably would have tore the roof off or something like that but at the end of the day i but i agree with you guys i don't think gregson's ready for cup but this is why he's in the xfinity series right now so he can figure out what he's got to do to get better he's been making a few mistakes but if he could just if he can just uh lay off the aggression a little bit i said it plays into his favor from time to time but if he can just lay off of that a little bit he's still got some stuff to learn that's why he's in the xfinity series give the kid two three, four years, and he could be in the Cup Series for yeah. sure. Before I we agree. get to our resident Noah Gregson fan, I, yeah, I just want to add, even throughout that, I still think the world of Noah, I think he's not only one of the best personalities in the that's Xfinity was, Series, yeah, but in up. all of NASCAR. Uh, I just I get frustrated when I, you see stuff like that where he's wrecking teammates, or he's wrecking people in the past in weird situations. You know, he had the Vegas incident with Myatt Snyder where Junior already had to sit him down. I just worry that because I like him and, you know, one of my good buddies, Ian's obviously a huge fan of him, I don't want to see him become Ricky Stenhouse. That's an awesome personality. I think he's better than that. You just got to kind of reel in, mature a little bit, you know, be a little more calm, cool, collected, and poised in some situations, and he's going to be fine. So the end of the day, not the biggest harm nor foul. So I agree. All right, big dog, what you got for us? All right. Well, I'm going to sound a little biased here. I don't want to be biased, No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it was fair. First off, it is Bristol. He's a young kid. He's 21. He only had one career win under his belt. His teammate, Justin Allgaier has 10 plus wins in the Xfinity series this kid needs to make a name for himself. Yeah, I hear you guys. Maybe he's not ready for Cup next year, but I don't think it's going to take three, four years. I think it, who, who the hell knows if he blow, if he takes off this season. He could possibly get three, four wins this year. He could possibly win the championship. Who knows? And that could open up things for him. 
Who really knows? Yes, he's an aggressive driver, and that's what works for him. Yeah, he's made stupid moves. He made that one move at Dover where he kind of did the Carl Edwards, like, I'm going to uh, go into that turn video game style kind of thing. But, you know, he's going for the win. He's trying anything that he can do to get that checkered flag. And you know what? I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah, sometimes he'll wreck some people like he did Todd Gilland or like he like he just did Justin Allgaier. But, hey, like he said, he's worrying about the nine team. He was worrying about the 18 team. So, it's it's checkers or wreckers at that point if it's if it really comes down to it. But yeah, I think I think it was all fair. Good hard short track racing for a win. And here's the thing that I love most about Noah Gregson is his personality. You hear people bagging on his personality at all, but then there those are the same kind of people who say, "Oh, NASCAR drivers show no personality, none of this, none yeah. of that." And then when you finally get a driver who's got a personality, they're just like, "Oh, screw this guy. He he's such a jag off and everything." But no, I yep. love Noah Gregson and his personality. Have we lost Mike? Uh, Mike can hear us. Yeah, I'm back. Are you back? Hey. All right, we're right. back. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, no, little 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 uh, network error there. Sorry, boys. <laughs> no problem. Little oh, yeah. little lapse in network like Noah's judgment. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There it is. No, no, but yeah, no. Like I said, I I, I think the world of Noah too. Um, outside of Justin Allgaier, he's probably my favorite driver in the Xfinity series. I think it, it, again, a couple days later now, no skin off my butt, so I don't really care all that much. It was just one of those things at the time. It's like. Justin was the best car. Really thought he had it, but it you know what? The, I think they both Justin. have a chance to be there. Uh, what's that? It just always seems to happen to Justin. That man always somehow gets screwed out of a win in the Xfinity Series. Holy cow! Yep. Yeah. 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 I think if I think if Noah can find the perfect balance of aggressive and smarts behind the wheel, then you know, you know, the kid's got all the potential in the world. But uh, you know he's got to find the equal balance, and you know he's at the perfect level in in you know stock car racing to find that balance too. If if he was in Cup, it'd be a little bit of a different story because you know you're racing against you know guys who won seven championships, so you're held to a little higher standard. But you know when it's easy to tell that you know Gregson is you know the top three four drivers in the Xfinity series as a whole as it is right now. So and the fact that he's is a top driver in good equipment and still able to figure himself out. I mean. He's in a win-win situation, and I know Gregson is like what 21, 22 years old. I'll be 22 next week. If a win's, if I can see a win like out my, you know, out of my eyes at, at Bristol like that late in the race, I'm probably doing the same thing. So I almost can't even fault him. It's just more situational, is what makes it a little bitter. Right, this but wasn't that, hey, but that's what makes good racing, man. That's what makes good yeah. racing. If that's, that's what makes Austin great Cindric, stories. He wrecks. We're all like. I was going to yeah. say, like, <laughs> if not wrecking a teammate right there, we're probably all saying that's a fair move yeah. right there. Yeah. But, yeah. but you, you teammate, can ask Nick. Like, one of the nicest guys. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah, but you can ask Nick. When Noah took out Justin, I was up and out of the chair. I was freaking I was like, there. Let's I go. Let's go. And then when I saw the group chat's text message, I was like, oh, boy, Ian, don't open up your iPod right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I typed in the group chat before the restart and said, man, I hope somebody jacks a seven here. But I didn't mean wreck them. I just, <laughs> uh, I just, I just meant, that. I, yeah, it was I, you that helped me predict it, buddy. <laughs> I just, I just meant, I just meant like I hope the seven gets up off the bottom a little bit. We can have like some hard uh-huh. racing. I mean, like totally like jack him up and wreck him. But I was like, oh man, no! <laughs> oh, just made. like the gambler said, oh, it's gonna happen. You just oh, watch, buddy. Oh, yeah. 
It takes hey. me. It takes me. It takes me back to Charlotte 2010 All Star race. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and Denny crowds Kyle and puts him in the wall of the race in one and two for the All Star win. So you know, I almost can't. Even, I almost can't even be mad about it. To be honest with you. Yeah, oh, that's for a million bucks right there. Holy cow! True. I'm off for that, honestly. I mean, hey, Kurt and Kyle, they wrecked each other in that all-star race. They didn't talk, oh, they didn't talk to each other for like a year. For yeah, that was yeah, Thanksgiving true. for them that year. Yeah, their grandma made them freaking start talking to each other again. Yeah, we <laughs> like need to talk about that in the booth. That would have been great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's probably something they both don't want to that. talk about. That, that's like one of the most iconic Bush Brothers stories. Yeah, I was I was waiting for him to, to mention it after the, uh, you know, after the Gregson and all guy incident. I was like, man, they got to talk about this now, especially when you know Kurt got on TV after you know he got out of the medical center. I was like, I'm not e- eating any Kellogg's anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, and then to find out they didn't talk for like 10, 11 months after that. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the most iconic NASCAR moments of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they had a golden that's opportunity. That's such a Bush brother right thing to that. do right there. Like, nope. That's such a Bush brother thing to do right there. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, uh, guys, all right, so let's get back into the race. I feel like we, we haven't talked about, like, the race. <laughs> so after that caution with Justin Allgaier spinning, we got Noah Gregson taking the lead in NASCAR overtime. Noah Gregson races hard with Chase Briscoe and Brandon Jones. But Noah Gregson, he goes and collects the checkered flag for his second career Xfinity win. So, guys, we had two exciting races this week with the cup race. And it's the Bristol, Xfinity baby. Race. It's Bristol, yeah. baby. I don't know what else to say. Best yeah. track best track in NASCAR. Yeah. Bristol, and I'm baby. just not even, you know, surprised by it anymore out of the Xfinity series. It's every weekend Such they have good racing, man. Yep. I mean, well, hey. I shouldn't say it, weekend. It happened when we came night, back but... with Briscoe and Kyle Busch. Yeah. Yep. We, we and had I can't... some exciting racing. I can't recall in my mind the last time, too, that we had a weekend where it was like, man, the Xfinity race was amazing and the Cup race was amazing. It's It's been a while since I've been able to say that, that both races have really showed out and put on, honestly, probably the best performance and the most entertaining, you know, show to watch that, you know, we could possibly ask for. So to see that, that's super encouraging. And on to Bristol five times a year, dude. Like, honestly, yeah, run, put it, it on yes. schedule five times a year and let, let's get it going, man. <laughs> or, or just make Bristol twins. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, honestly, if Chicagoland Speedway is going to be demolished, tear it down, make another Bristol. Yeah, build, build another Bristol. See, yeah. they yeah. to do that with Dover. I'd, fa- but, I'd uh, fall in uh, the Magnificent Bristol Mile, too. as we're known for in Chicago anyway. Dude, we're good to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Bristol, Martinsville, Phoenix. All year long, good to go. Run it. Oh, oh yeah. Throwing a Talladega and a Daytona along the way. <laughs> Stout. Damn straight. All right, guys. So you got anything else to add before we uh, before we exit the show? No, other than uh, like I said, you know, both both races this weekend was you know fantastic, great for the sport, and uh, you know I can only I can only hope that all three races this weekend will be much of the same. Um, you know, that's kind of high hopes considering the package that we're doing with with Cup now, but uh, you know, you never know. So, hopefully, we see just as good racing this weekend as we saw this past weekend. There is I one thing so. I want to touch on. Um, you know, can't say we uh, surprised we uh, waited this long to kind of touch on it too. With everything going on in the world today, um, I don't know if any of you boys got a chance to check out Bubba Wallace's Instagram live with Ty oh. Dillon, and he uh, just did the the Dale Jr. download as well. Um, yeah. I'll be honest listening to Bubba talk about some of the things in his past and some of the things that uh, he's had to deal with. Um, 
I was he was getting choked up. I was getting choked up. Listen, I'm getting uh, choked up talking about it. Couldn't have been prouder to be a Bubba fan. Couldn't have been prouder to be uh, associated with a guy like him. Um, you ever wonder why I'm a Bubba Wallace fan? That's why. He's just an amazing human being. He's my personal hero with the way he handles stuff like this. Again, there, there's no place for racism in this world anymore with everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, just just really, really proud to see how one of our own Bubba Wallace handled all this. And I stand with Bubba no matter what. Absolutely. And it, Absolutely. it was amazing to see all the drivers the other day, you know, post the black screens and stand up and say something about all of this. Because, yeah. you know, we, we've talked about it before. NASCAR has kind of been labeled as, you know, the racist redneck sport. And it's good to see drivers like that throw in their support. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Exactly. So, guys, I think that's a great place to end our show for the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Campbell. I'm Nick Kenzel. Oh, and I'm Connor Vaughn. Did oh, I get replaced? Oh, God. No, oh, no. had that long lag. He was just going to fit right in there. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to jump right in. <laughs> guys, make sure to check out Connor Bunn and for the lead on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to check out our good buddy Patrick Cotto with the Cotto's Mojo podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. Our good friends Ashland Hens Racing, they're also on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to check the Stock Car Spectacle out on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can check us out on all of our podcast platforms. We thank you guys for watching. Make sure to check out our future shows this week.